to a show where we talk all things wrestling on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome to Off the Mat. I'm Alex Slows, and with me is Lyle Gillen up in Long Island, New York. How's it going, Lyle? I was doing great, and then you messed up. It's on Long Island, Alex! Always on! Come on! You know this. (laughs) Stevie can tell you. Josh will tell you. Even though I I, I, I think he's in because he's... (laughs) Kind of like from Queens, so he's a fake Islander. Um, but no, it's on Long Island. Up <laughs> on Long Island. Well, but- speaking of Josh, Josh is currently on vacation, but I'm sure he'll call in and tune in the sh- into the show. We hope he has a safe and relaxing vacation for sure. But before we do our, no- our, our normal show routine, we need to address the passing of Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, who passed away yesterday. And I, our, my hearts and our hearts go out to his family and our prayers are with his family and friends at this difficult time. So let's take a 30-second moment of silence for Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Thank you. Stick with us here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network for an awesome show. But before we get started, we have to do our our daily routine, our show ritual. And that's tell our listeners and followers how they can tune in and where they can access all of our shows on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We have a variety of shows you can listen into. The Sports Lab Mouse. We got... With, with Errol Marks, Speedy Peavy, and Josh Silverberg, the Ryan Hickey Show, Sports Million, Millionaires, and so much more. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Off the Mat WWSRN and follow me and Lyle on our personal Twitters. Mine is at Show Slows and Lyle's Twitter is at Lyle OTM. Also, download the WWSRN app, it is absolutely free. And you can access any of our shows and check out all the articles written by show hosts, as well as get all the shows with a push of a button. You can download the app in Google Play or in the Apple App Store. And I, I highly recommend downloading this app because you can listen on the go and you won't have to watch by video if you're on the road. If you have any questions or topics during the show, you can leave comments below on Facebook Live on a recent Twitter post at off the mat WWSRN. But before we get into the first, before we get it now, let's get into the first topic. And it's time to talk about the money in the bank pay-per-view. So Lyle, I got to get your thoughts on this. And this is, uh, this is uh, to me, this card, I would give it a solid 
ooh, this is going to be different. 7.5 out of 10 for this for this card. But we there is one match that I'm really, really looking forward to, and that is Roman Reigns versus Edge. And I, I want to get your thoughts on that match. Do you think this match is a uh, WrestleMania worthy? Is this is this is this a WrestleMania type match to you? I would definitely say it is. Um, well, I, yeah, because we had a triple threat with Brian at Mania when it was supposed to be just Edge and Roman, and now we finally get that match. But. I don't know. It's that match at WrestleMania was very good. I don't know if it'll be WrestleMania quality, but um, headlining a pay per view is definitely a WrestleMania caliber headline. I, I can definitely agree with you on that. Uh, to me, I can see Roman Reigns going over in this, in this match. As much as I want Edge to win, I don't think they're going to hand him the Universal Championship title right away. I think they're going to put some momentum and build up on this this feud with, between Roman Reigns and Edge. And something tells me someone or something could get involved in this matchup. But we'll have to wait and see. I'm very, very intrigued to see how this Universal Championship match goes. The other matches we have on the card are the, are the, WWE, champ, the WWE Championship match, excuse me, Bobby Lashley versus Kofi Kingston. Now, Kofi... Kofi has a lot of experience. We saw him win the WWE Championship last year or the year before. And I definitely think he has a chance to beat Bobby Lashley. He has a 50-50 chance of beating him. Because Bobby Lashley is very skilled in the, in the ring. He has an MMA background. He's competed in Bellator. So Kofi is going to have to keep his eye on the ball at all times in the ring. Um, I think it's just a filler pay-per-view. Kofi's not going to be winning. Not no, he's Pillar not. Match. Definitely... Pillar match. Yeah. Um, I don't think if he's, he's going to be beating Bobby Lashley. Um, the rumor is going is still Brock versus Lashley. However, I have heard that, that, that talks might have fallen through for now, but I still want to bring Brock back. Um, generally, when those rumors come out, Brock comes back. So I don't, I never guess and speculate when it comes to Brock Lesnar because whenever I do, I'm wrong. I, I, I was very confused by that because at first WWE did mention they were going to have Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. And then the rumors, the, 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 the confirmation of this just dropped off. Well, I don't think they ever actually confirmed it themselves. I think it was just a rumor. It was never confirmed by WWE. It was never said by WWE. They never announced the match. Um, but it was interesting because Paul Heyman said that uh, in an interview that when Brock comes back and he, Brock will come back when Brock wants to come back, he said he will have to burn the bridge. Now, there are multiple ways you can interpret that. You can interpret that as does he want to burn Roman Reigns' bridge? Does he, or want, does he to, want to bring, burn Brock Lesnar's bridge? Now, in my opinion, it'll be the Roman Reigns' bridge. If you think about it, Roman's going to come back with a crowd, and he's going to be over. 
Absolutely. He's going to now be, uh, by far ex- extremely over. Just you've seen everything that Roman Reigns has come has come up to, how far he's come along as a heel. I mean, I remember promos from 2014, 2015 where he wasn't adding enough energy. Like something was missing there. Some some bits and pieces were missing from Roman Reigns and his promos. And now we're starting to see that in full effect. Now, Brock Lesnar has never been greatest on the mic. So if Paul Heyman does burn the bridge with uh, with Brock, Brock's going to have nobody or somebody new. And I don't think that's something that they want to co- be comfortable with doing. Because when Roman finally does beat Brock, which that's what they, I think they want to set up. Brock versus Roman. It, 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 it's just one more guy to put over Roman Reigns, I, I think it will happen eventually. Um, they did it with CM Punk and Brock. I, I don't see why they wouldn't do that. They're trying to make Roman look as strong as possible. Um, and, and that's too obvious of something for me. So I think down the road, that we could definitely see that happening. And I think it's not something that would work if you had Brock Lesnar by himself with no mouthpiece. I agree. Brock Lesnar does need somebody uh, in his corner, somebody who's going to add fuel and fire to his entrances, somebody that's going to put him over in the, in these type of matches. And I think without with with Brock Lesnar not having somebody in his corner, it 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 diminishes that. It definitely does. Um, unless they just do the, he says nothing. And just it destroys everything gimmick, which we've seen before. Not, I, I don't think he specifically has done that. I know Paul Heyman turned on him his first run with WWE and joined RVD. I don't know if that they're, they're going to really want to risk that again. Because no. last time it didn't go over very well. So I, don't know, I just have a lot of doubt that they would have Paul Heyman not be with Brock Lesnar. It's something we've seen before, something we all know ha- hasn't worked in the past. So whenever Brock does come back, I, I expect it to be with Paul Heyman. Absolutely. So the next thing on the card for the Money in the Bank is the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. Riddle, Ricochet, John Morrison, Drew McIntyre, Big E, Kevin Owens, Nakamura, and Seth Rollins have all been confirmed for this ladder match. And there, fun fact, since the first Money in the Bank ladder match at WrestleMania 21, there have been 24 individual winners and 20 successful cash-ins, giving Money in the Bank winners a 83% success rate. So what are your thoughts on that, Lyle? Um, first off, wasn't John Cena the first person to not successfully cash in? I think so. It might have been. I find that kind of funny. Um, now that's a fun fact. That's a fun fact, Alex. Eighty-three um, percent success rate, though. That, that's pretty, pretty intriguing. Pretty. That I, I, I could see. Yeah. I could, I could agree with that percentage and see why it's at that percentage. Not many people have been able to successfully cash in at the right time. Say and the men's um, participants one more time for me, please. Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle. Ricochet. John Morrison, Drew McIntyre, Big E, Kevin Owens, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Seth Rollins. Okay. If you've been following the show, you know who I want it to be. It's 
I, I want Kevin Steen to win it. He needs it. Kevin Steen does need it. I, I, I not necessarily that he needs it, but SmackDown needs it. SmackDown needs a real face. They have a lot of good heels. They don't have a really good face. And I, I think Owen Steen, depending on how long you watch him, you call him whatever the hell you want. Um, I think Steen would be an amazing face. He's over as hell when he was facing Roman in the past. I think that would that's a hundred percent who it should be. Um, I can picture them giving it to Nakamura. I think that would go over very well too. Either of those two guys would be a good choice in my opinion. I agree. They need they need to give somebody a, a new fra- a new face, a fresh face, a chance with the money in the bank briefcase. I mean, Seth Rollins has already done it. I don't see why they need to give it to Seth Rollins. Other than he's, he's another heel, though. Yeah, so he, that that's, doesn't do much. You're gonna have him take the money in the bank, and then turn, or then come out and take the belt eventually in the future. Off yeah, or Roman, who's another heel. Yeah, I, 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 I feel like it's a little awkward. Do that? Absolutely not. I think they need to give it to somebody newer and somebody who ha- someone who has not won the money in the bank briefcase yet. They need to do that, and I think I think everybody Kevin, in this ladder have matches. Yeah. Um, I think Kevin Owens is the best choice next to Nakamura, but we'll see how that goes. I think it would it's going to be interesting to see who this match comes down to, and I think the three that are going to be on the ladder in the last couple minutes of this match are going to be Kevin Owens, Nakamura, and Seth Rollins. I could see that, that happening. I I I think that would be cool. But like I said, I don't think Seth is the right man. At, at no, Seth, Seth is not going to win the ladder match. As much as I like Seth Rollins and his heel persona and how much he's evolved over the, over the years, I, I don't think he's the one to win. He's not. He doesn't feel the biggest need. Another well, Both shows need a big face. They, they do. SmackDown needs a big face. They need someone to go up against Roman now. Steam slash Owens did a great job with that. And I don't... I, I was against that ending. If you remember back before WrestleMania, I said it should be Owens facing Roman. That was a hot storyline. That was great. Yeah, well... Kind of, kind of just ended it. I think that would have been a great moment to have him beat Roman, but it was not to to happen. It was um, not. It was not to pass. Now, I don't, I, I'm not a big Drew, Drew Galloway fan. Um, Drew McIntyre, sorry. Um, and I, I I don't know. There's just something about him. I find him very monotone, very not entertaining. I feel like you can get away with him as champion when there's no crowd. But when there's a crowd, I don't think he's going to be able to really get over with a, a full arena. He well, doesn't have a personality to me. To me, I, I, I think I think he has a personality, but it just needs more work. It needs more it, it needs more tension, more fire, more Why do you think he has personality? What has he done to make you think that? I just I just seen like some promos with him where he's gotten just like he's put all of his energy and momentum into these promos. But he does. But at the end of the day, he's still very, I don't know. It's just dull to me. There's and something I, about him. Great in the ring. Great in the ring. 
But he needs something else, in my opinion. And then the, one of the other matches that has been added for the Money in the Bank pay-per-view is the Women's Money in the Bank ladder match. We have Asuka, Nikki Cross, Alexa Bliss, Naomi, Selena Vega, Liv Morgan, Natalia, and one to be determined. Now, the rumor is Sonya Deville may have been penciled in for the Money in the Bank ladder match. And she has not wrestled since uh, SummerSlam of last year, where she lost a loser leaves WWE match to Mandy Rose. It would be interesting. You know what happened with that, right? Yeah. There was a stalker and all that. We, that we, we don't bring it up. That yeah. whole, yeah, we're not going to Everybody talk. else knows about it. It's not worth it. Yeah, it's not worth talking <laughs> about. But I just think uh, it would be cool to see her back in the ring and competing with live crowds and having live crowds back. Maybe that will cause Sonya Deville to put her hair up and square up once again. But uh, I will see, or maybe they'll just go a different route, keep her in the manager, the managerial role on SmackDown and add a surprise entrant into this woman's money in the bank ladder match. I think it's going to be Becky. Yeah, it's most, it could be Becky. Because there we, are rumors that there's going to be a giant yeah. surprise at this event or something big to happen. Um, the only one I think that that could logically be is Becky Lynch. Because if I'm basing this off of the rumors, you're not hearing much about Becky right now. No, you're so not. Only when that happens, that, then they come back. Now, Brock Lesnar, you're hearing a lot about. John Cena, you're hearing a lot about. But now, everyone's expecting John Cena or Brock Lesnar, in my opinion. People are kind of forgetting about Becky. Yeah. People are, people are thinking, oh, well, Brock Lesnar's going to come out and do something, and that's going to set up something at SummerSlam. John Cena's going to come out and first show back. Yeah, you're going to set something up at SummerSlam. Wouldn't it be better to do that the shows after? Cause, you I, know, yeah, it would be better just to do all that afterwards. That's what AEW did twice. Did that with FTR. Did that with Andrade. People expected a big, giant debut at pay-per-views just before that. And they came out afterwards, and it was big moments. Now, that's why I don't think Becky Lynch is in a big debut or big return. It's just everybody's expecting somebody else. Now, I'm not saying that nobody is expecting Becky Lynch. I'm saying that there are a lot. Most people that I see talking about this are expecting uh, Becky. Brock, Brock or John Cena to come back at this event and not Becky. So that's why I'm picking her. Yeah, I could I, I, I could see that happening. I could I, – I want to – have Becky Lynch come back and be in the Money in the Bank ladder match. That'd be a big, big start for her back in once again back into the squared circle if she wins the Money in the Bank ladder match. And uh, it could go either way. And I'm really, really excited for this Money in the Bank pay per view. Now, do I think it's going to be the? Do I think it's going to be every Money in the Bank pay per view? No. There are there's some good money in the bank pay per views. There are some there are some bad ones. Now so, nothing will top the money in the bank with John Cena versus Cena. No, nothing's topping that. <laughs> nothing no. top nothing tops that. No way. But I think this will definitely give it a run for its money. It's the first event back with a crowd. I think it's gonna be a hot crowd. I think WWE and I can't believe I'm gonna say this, but I really believe they're gonna do everything in their power to put on a great show. I and think I really, I really hope they do. I really hope they do. Just the one thing I worry about 
is them missing the boat on the Roman Reigns Roman Reigns versus Edge match. They have to do it the right way. They have to book it right down the middle and make sure that the fans like it, the fans are intrigued, the fans are into the match, and that they are glued to their screen, and that this pay-per-view gets a good rating and a good uh, a good balance between AEW Dynamite and NXT. Now, this is where I think WWE would greatly um, need, or I'm trying to think of the right word, it would succeed um, if they had the option for a draw. Like, the, like AEW, like New Japan does. Because if you look how Kenny Omega had his story with Okada, first time he lost. The second time or the third time that he had the draw? It might have, might have been the third. I, I think it was the third, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. I don't want to say it and be wrong. But he had that draw. It made him look like he's just getting there. So you really think about it. I think this would be a great opportunity if they had that to use a draw, but they don't, unfortunately. So you ha- have a draw just bef- before this, and then at SummerSlam, I'm oh, not SummerSlam, sorry, Survivor Series, maybe Royal Rumble, you have Edge win. And that's a bigger moment. And I, I, I think that would be a great story to tell. Um, but unfortunately, there was the offer the draw. No, they don't. And you've, you've mentioned this before multiple times on the show, Lyle. WWE has a formula they go by. They have this certain formula. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but most of the time we've seen it just it destroy uh, events, Monday Night Raw events, SmackDown their events. Their formula it, it, is 1985. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's bad. That's their formula. It's okay, outdated. we'll work in 1985. We'll do it now. It's outdated. It's expired. Yeah, but what you said, because you see what the company can do with some of the talent they have – NXT, and then they go to the main roster and they completely shit the bed. I, I I don't understand it. Um, I don't. I, I can't. I can't comprehend it. I no, never will be able to. And that's one of the things I worry about with uh, um, Shotzi Blackheart because they were talking about because they had her on SmackDown or Raw, one of the shows this week. SmackDown. Yeah, it was smart. Now, I want your opinion on this, and I've said it multiple times about NXT, how they have a formula that's not meant for TV. Mm-hmm. Where you build guys up, and then you give them to the main roster on another day to go elsewhere. I don't think that's a very good strategy. I don't think it's a long-term successful strategy for the NXT show. For the WWE brand, it is. For the NXT show, it is not. And now, what do you think about them taking three stars? Tony Storm, uh, Shotzi Blackheart, and then, uh, not Dakota Kai. Um, no, uh, trying to. She just returned. Tegan Knox. Tegan Knox. Yeah. And taking them all, and putting them on, on SmackDown. You're taking three stars, moving them out of your NXT brand when you had a very strong women's division. So I definitely think it's still good. It's just. It's gonna take them a bit to rebuild three. Yeah, pounds. there's 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 two there's two sides to the coin on that. For NXT, when they they had a solid women's roster in the women's division, and taking those three out of the women's roster on NXT, it's it's going to cause the NXT women's ro- division to flop a little bit. 
I mean, the, the women that are there now are going to have to work much harder, much greater to make sure that the show is successful and make sure that every Wednesday gets a good rating and somewhere, somewhere in between where the show can stay structured and stay on the right path. So seeing them moved up to SmackDown, I'm kind of worried about that. Uh, I feel like they're going to go a route where they're only going to successfully push one of them and the other two they're just going to get rid of and flop. Now, I'm a big Shotzi Blackheart fan. I think she's great. I would love to see her succeed on SmackDown, but I think SmackDown has a very large women's roster compared yeah, to Yeah, they do. They, have now, a they, they just roster. took three talent, put them onto SmackDown, a two-hour show, where you need to fill a three-hour show of Raw that is dog shit and make it better from 801 to 1059. You got to fill all three hours of that. I just don't understand why I took all three and put them on SmackDown. I don't see that. I, I think they should have um, maybe two on SmackDown. Maybe, I think yeah. I'm an ideal two, two on, on uh, Wall, one on SmackDown, but it shows that Vince doesn't run SmackDown. Someone else does. Mm-hmm. Someone who might have a different vision for and more want to make the women more of a focal point. I, Raw is more of a male-dominated show compared to SmackDown, which will have a lot of female matches, but they're like two yeah. minutes long. Yeah, and that's the thing. If they have two-minute long SmackDown matches, what does that do for Shotzi Blackheart's career? Nothing. It does nothing for her. And that's what I worry about. Like, this woman is so talented. I mean, she's done everything with WWN. She's done with uh, the World Wrestling Network and Evolve when Evolve was around and before they got bought out by WWE. And she's had so much success on NXT. So I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm just worried about that. I don't know what the situation is or what they're going to do with her or what WWE's plan is for her. But I think when you if they move her to smackdown it it, it it's just going to be not good it it could damage her career listen and jo- i'm going to give josh credit for the first time in my entire life um he just said something smart for once you know i got to give him credit give credit where it's due um he said that what the reason why ec3 didn't succeed in nxt I believe he said it was EC3. Because remember that show when he debuted? You had Ricochet? Mm-hmm. Um, no, he said, it was, he said it was either Austin Aries or EC3. <laughs> Speedy. Um, you had Austin Aries, EC3, and Ricochet debut all on one takeover. And EC3 and Austin Aries, they ended up not doing much. Austin Aries did more than EC3. EC3 didn't do it much of anything. One of them you kind of forgotten about. They got lost in the shuffle. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think it's going to be Tegan Knox. Shotzi has a... If you think about people who are successful on the main roster, they have th- something about them that differentiates them from everybody else. Mm-hmm. Tony Storm and Shotzi Blackheart have that. 
Shotzi has that tank. You know, that's very marketable for her, for them. They can easily do stuff with that. Tony Storm, well, she's blonde, she's attractive, she's good in the ring. And she has a great personality. She comes out, she's electrifying. You, you can tell it's her. She has a great look. She's money. There's something that they have that I feel Tinox is lacking, not talent-wise, not anything. It's just something about her character. It's just the other two were able to market themselves in a way that the main roster can make money off of you. And if they can make money off of you, that's when they push you. Absolutely. If they, if they can profit from these two women and, the, and how much they, they put into these events and matches and pay-per-views and the daily wrestling schedule, it's full circle for everybody. It's money for everybody. It works yes. out for everyone. It is. But, yeah, I agree with you on, the te- on Tegan Knox. I don't know what's going to happen with her. And I'm con- I, I, I like Tegan Knox. I like her, her story and how she got into NXT and how she was able to uh, perform and how she had been performing before her injury. But I think when, it, when she got injured, it kind of knocked her off the pedestal a bit. Yeah, I agree. You know, that, that happens. And um, look at what happened uh, with Austin in the Attitude Era. He hurt his neck when he had he was on fire. He was over as hell. But instead of him leaving TV and not coming back, he was on still on every week. And it happens sometimes. You look at Kenny Omega right now. He's mm-hmm. injured. But he's wrestling injured. Exactly. Some, when you leave, when you are over... Someone else can get your spot. And unfortunately, that is a fear of a lot of guys, and they're afraid that they're going to lose their spot yeah. and then come back and not be where they were. It's all, it's all about ego. That could be the fear for, for, for Tegan Knox's career. If, if Well, I don't think she lost her spot. I don't think she lost her spot. She went to the roster. That's an upgrade. To, yeah. I'm just afraid what WWE is going to do with her angle-wise and storyline-wise. Story well, didn't she return on NXT on Great American Bash? So she might not be going there permanently just yet, but it's gonna be—it's weird. Yeah, it is. Um, because NXT is is not traveling. SmackDown is. Mm-hmm. Oh. Maybe they re- recorded some stuff, but now NXT has a crowd in, in the Capital Wrestling Center. So I don't know where exactly they're gonna go. Maybe she was just there to interrupt that tag match. I don't know, but. It's definitely going to be interesting to to see where she goes. Absolutely. We're going to take a break, but when we come back, we'll get into NXT, Great American Bash, and Major League Wrestling. That is all here on Off the Map on the World Wide Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back. It, it is the World Wide Sports Radio Network. Radio Network. Radio Network. This is the worst town I've ever been in. No! Welcome back to Off the Mat with Alex Lowe's, Josh Silverberg, and Lyle Gillen. Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, we are back for the second half with NXT and MLW. And I, Lyle, I, I want to start off with the NXT topic segment by talking about 
the MSK match against Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. This was the NXT Tag Team Championship match. And I actually got a, a comment from a fan the other day, a wrestling fan in Publix while I was working. So I was talking with him about MSK, and he said to me, he thinks... Wait, M- pause. Did you plug our show? No, I did. Did you just stand there and force him to download the app? Yes, I did. I told him. And to you told him about the our show. Good, Errol will be very proud of you. Because while we were, <laughs> while I was in discussion with this fan, he told me uh, he thinks MSK is too corny and just too like too uh, too much energy, too much uh, uh, phys- It's just too much uh, corniness to them. And do you agree with that statement? Would you agree with that statement? And do you think they're just too wild. I don't know what he means about wild. He means like energy in them. Like they're too fired up. No. I don't think they're too fired up at all. I think they're fine. Yeah, um, personally, I think they're fine. But I, I wanted to share that because I've, I've never gotten a, a, a statement from a fan. So I just wanted to plug that in the show. I, I just... I'm trying to figure out what he means. Does I think he mean they're too, too silly, yeah. Does he mean they do too much flipping? Too much flipping, yeah. Like... I don't see anything wrong with that. MSK is like the... They are one of the top tag teams in NXT right now. Yes. For, they're the NXT tag team champions for a reason. I mean, they beat one of the best tag teams in NXT... In on the roster, Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. I mean, these are guys that have competed in singles matches mm-hmm. against each other. They've competed all around the world in NXT and for different promotions and in the United States. Tommaso Ciampa has been NXT champion. Timothy Thatcher, he's a great grappler, a great a great MMA specialist type wrestler in the ring. And I think when he when it all comes down to it. Uh, MSK deserves to hold those NXT Tag Team Championships. I mean, there there, there were so what much... What have they done to deserve it? I mean, they they won the tournament. Okay, but if you want to say deserve something... When, now, I don't think he did it more of a singles career, but wouldn't Champa deserve it more? I, I, I would certainly say so. Because I think... I don't think he won the North American title, so... It won't make him a Grand Slam NXT Champion. But I really like Thatcher and Ciampa as a tag team. I, I like them a lot. Um, they're different than what we see a lot in today's style. Yeah. And I would have loved to see them win. Um, now, one thing I want to see MSK get better at. Probably. And, um, no. Now, it's a big comparison between them and the Young Bucks. But you look at the Young Bucks, and they can adjust their style. And depending on who they're facing, every single time. And they can make every single opponent look like a million bucks right off the bat. Absolutely. I don't get that same vibe from MSK. No, I I don't get it either. I I think that is something they should definitely try to improve on. Now, if you look at the Young Bucks and see what they did against, like, the Varsity Blondes, they made them look legit. Mm-hmm. They made them look like they yeah. could actually win. 
that's good psychology, <laughs> good storytelling, and it puts them over in the future, even even when they don't win. And MSK, I think it shows the difference in the, in their career path between MSK and the Young Bucks. They're more of the veterans now, where they've been around for a while. They know what they're doing. MSK still has a lot of learning to do. They now they, they, I know they've been an impact for a while, but like that's impact. Now mm-hmm. you now you're in WWE and you can learn better under that umbrella than the Impact umbrella. And I want to see them learn how to make their opponent look really good at the beginning of a match and then tell the story about how they are, how they make them look really good and have to prevail over them. No, I agree. Law. I agree with your statement 100%. I think, I think they need somebody who is going to help them on their tag team journey. They need somebody, maybe, maybe a manager, maybe somebody like, uh, what's the guy with the diamond mine? I forget his name. Jeez, I'm blanking out. Bivens? Yeah, Bivens. They need somebody. They need a manager. They need somebody who's going to push them. I don't think they need need a manager. Um, I think they just, they they have some learning to do. They do need. I I hate managers. They do need learning. By learning, I mean, by by your statement, that's why. why I I, I just hate managers in NXT. I think it's a crutch. Um, when NXT is a developmental brand. Now you're giving them a manager, which is a crutch, and you're, they're not able to learn as well. If no. I think on, on the main roster, if they get to a point where they're still having some issues, you could then give them a manager. Uh-huh. NXT, you want them to learn. You want to force them out there to learn. I don't like it. And look what they do what is AOP. <coughs> they, did, he, they were great down there at NXT. I loved the AOP. Yeah, the AOP were phenomenal. And then, and then they went to the main roster, right? And, and they, they took got, away their manager. And they gave went them, that and one. They yeah. gave them a Rockstar Spud. It wasn't good. No. It was, what, what, it was not the appropriate action, I would say. Where AOP lacked, it showed on the main roster. I, I think you... And, and, mm-hmm. and give them a manager, which... When learning can be a crutch. I don't think it's a crutch on the main roster because you're already there. Perfect, perfect, perfect example of that was when they tried to throw Eli Drake and uh, the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase together, and they it, it just didn't it, it it wasn't interesting for the show. That's completely different. Eli Drake is an established veteran who's extremely good on the mic. He doesn't need manager. yeah no he now. Doesn't. I'm talking more about guys who are young, guys who are still oh, yeah. a lot of learning to do. Someone just coming out of the indie scene, and then he gives them a manager. Now, I just so the guy that, that's with Michael Bivens, uh, when he gets called up to the main roster. What's you're gonna bring up Bivens too, uh, or you're gonna bring up that entire faction? Tyler Rudd. Well, kind of, yes, that's kind of stuck down down at NXT now. So I, I think it's a little weird. It's not like uh, on a speed era, which they didn't have a manager. They were o- over themselves because they were so good in every aspect. Now, what's going to happen if they want to call up one guy from there? But, you know, he might not be as good on the mic and he might need a manager. And you're going to have to give him something new. It's going to be a whole new thing where he has a new manager and has to be reintroduced. 
they're pretty much going to be down there for a while, which is a good thing. They need that down there in NXT. But WWE likes to call up guys as they wish. Mm-hmm. I think that they need to too soon. Um, it's not that he wasn't ready for the main roster. I think he could, he could have done more down there in NXT. Yeah. So to me, I don't know. I um for the NXT brand because it is a developmental brand. Mm-hmm. I'm not the biggest fan of managers. Now for a Monday Night Raw or SmackDown or AEW Dynamite, I think it's fine. Yeah, uh, because they're not going anywhere afterwards. No, they're not. But that's just my opinion. But I do want to get your thoughts on this, the NXT breakout tournament. And speaking of uh, developmental and new stars, here are the announced participants for the breakout tournament. We got Trey Baxter, Carmelo Hayes, Andre Chase, Josh Briggs, Ike Manjuro, Joe, Kate, Joe Gacy, Odyssey Jones, and Duke Hudson. And Duke Hudson versus Ike Manjuro will take place next week. And one of the stars that I have kept a close, close oh, eye I wonder on, if it's the same person. Trey Baxter. No, I've, not for me. No, I've kept a close eye on this guy. I mean, you've we saw the, the match he had against Kushida. That was phenomenal. Yes, I mean, it was. He knocked it out of the park with that performance, even though he lost. You know who it's going to be? The, the, the guy who's going to really break out of this tournament and become a star? Hayes. Josh Briggs. Josh Briggs. Now, he's I have... very, very, very good. I've I watched him evolve. He's very, very talented. Um, I think I, I now not now when I say he might not win, but I think at the end of the day, the person from this tournament who's going to be going the farthest, I think, will be Josh Briggs. He had phenomenal, phenomenals overstatement for Indies. He had very good stories and matches with Austin Theory in evolve, and. I think that he is going to be the guy to really break out, break out and be the star of this group. He might not win this tournament. I, I'm picking him to win because I like him. But I think that at the end of the day, the guy who really goes the farthest out of that group is going to be Josh Briggs. I agree. I think you can add Josh Briggs and put him in a storyline of Austin Theory and continue that run from Evolve. And, but add more mixture to it. Add more twists and turns to that story. Well, unfortunately, Austin Theory is not very similar to the character he was in Evolve. So it, I don't think it would work as well. But um, I would love to see them wrestle again. They did well in the past. They have, they have chemistry. Um, I think it would be, be entertaining to watch. But... um. They definitely can't continue that story. It'll have to be something new. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah, I would agree. I think you could add something new with it too. Either way, yeah, they definitely could. Either way, it works out for it works out for him. Either way, for Josh Briggs, but Trey Baxter. I mean, that match, but that was probably the best breakout match I've seen in a while. I mean, just the way he was going about in the match, how he came into the match against Kushida. He never once took his eye off Kushida. He kept going in. He kept trying to put Kushida down in every way possible. I mean, when some when some breakout stars have a match like that, they get shake up, they get nervous, and they start to lose the momentum. They start to lose focus on the match and their opponent. And with Trey Baxter, you didn't see that. He kept going. 
No. Yeah. I, I like him, too. Um, I think NXT has a lot of good talent. But, you know, I've said it before. NXT built their brand on signing the biggest name talent out there. There is no... The, I would say Gresham is probably the biggest out there right now available that's in Ring of Honor and probably has the best future. Um, I think he's phenomenal. Him, Roosh, uh, some very good talent out there, but you know NXT hasn't signed them in a while. No, they haven't. It, it, it's, it's like they're, they're in a different spot. They're going for the guy that is very, very good and might be better than those big names, but they're not as well-known. They might be from a GCW. They might be <coughs> from, a, they might be from a, a local Tampa Bay promotion. Like, you never know. Yeah, they could sign some crappy announcer from some Tampa Bay uh, <laughs> promotion. <laughs> I, do you know anybody that would be a crappy announcer from a Tampa Bay promotion? <laughs> Certainly not me. <laughs> I don't know, man. Well, I'm, I'm going to be honest for a second. If you haven't been able to watch it on Fight TV, Tampa Bay Pro Wrestling has uh, two shows. Alex can talk more about it, and he commentated both of them, and he did a phenomenal job. Thank you. So if you want to watch some good wrestling on Fight TV that is actually free, go check it out and listen to uh, the, the second biggest star on the show. The first biggest is me. It will always be me. <laughs> and that's how it flows. So go check it out and go hear him do a kick-ass job. Absolutely. It was a lot of fun doing the post. It, this was all in post. I, I enjoyed doing the post commentary with uh, Ben, ben Moskowitz. His, it was fun. I, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Uh, Speedy chimed in in our chat and goes, Alex just hopes that it isn't Adnan Ferk. Oh, no. No. I'm going to let you know. I think he would be a phenomenal guest for the show. Oh, you want to go that far? Okay. Now, one, I know you don't like him, so that would be very entertaining. Well, it's not actually me that doesn't like him. It's my dad. I know. It's your dad, who is a wonderful human being. He works for a delightful (laughs) organization. Um, I'm not biased at all. Actually, I'm lying. I completely am. But, no. Hear about how horrible... It was to probably work for WWE for like a week. <laughs> no, like it was like a month. No, I, I think Alex would really enjoy that interview. No, I would. I really would. Oh, oh really? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to reach out. You I should. will not hear back, but I will reach out. You should. And one of the next matches I want to talk about from NXT before we move on to MLW is the Great American Bash main event. It was the Adam, no stipulation, no outside interference. And this was a one-on-one match between Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly. I liked the match. I just think the story has kind of gone sour a bit. Like, I've kind of lost interest in what's going on. I think NXT needs to add some new element into this storyline before it gets dead in the water. And it's getting really close to to that point. What do you think of the crowd at the show? The crowd was not in. The crowd was not into any. They weren't good. No. I feel like the I feel like they were loud for this match. Something, yeah, there was something. But missing. the entire rest of the show, the crowd, ha- it's not the same as the full, the full. Set. No, it's not. It's not the same. I think NXT needs to go to live crowds again. I think. But they here's need the to, problem: they need they're, to getting go back to they're getting six hundred fifty thousand views. If you were running a company and they were getting a big show 
that show, Great American Bash, got 650,000 views on on uh, USA Network, and you're going to sit there and tell me, oh, yeah, we should definitely go out there and travel. You think they're going to draw? No. I don't think they're confident that they're going to draw. No, they're not confident. That's I... 100% what it is. I'm looking at what the, the ratings are getting in, looking at and all the numbers they're getting in. They're not good. No, they've put, they they don't think put themselves in the corner. No, they've put themselves in the corner, literally. They have, and it's because, of, like I said, they have a very bad formula for TV. Um, what I also think is, like, I watch NXT, and I love the in-ring product, but I can't help but feel like I'm, I'm playing There's a... so many elements and pieces missing. Without a, without a big enough crowd, you're not getting the same energy. You're not. I feel like, I feel like I'm playing a video game. From like the PS2, I feel hour. like I'm playing WWE 2K. Like, come on! I feel like I'm playing a video game from the PS2 era where you had a generic crowd, uh, caged in ring or caged in fight area, and they're just going at it. And it was it just it's a weird environment. Yeah, it's it, it really odd. is to watch. It, it the in ring product is great, but with they they need to do something. They need to do um, something about the venue with something with that crowd. Something new needs to be done here. It's 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 bad for TV. Now, what? They're how far are they still in Orlando? Because I know Full Sail was in Orlando. Yeah, they're right? still they're still in Orlando, but they're still at the. But here, uh, here's what I don't understand: Why can't aren't the same people who went to NXT at Full Sail go to this show? Because that crowd is great. That crowd is hot as hell every night. Oh yeah, it was. There I love it so what, much. What is happening here? Why is they still in the same city, but they're not getting good crowds? Is it like the did uh, some fans uh, got the, drawn away? Because I feel they make them wear a mask and they don't want to talk. Ah, like I'm kidding. I'm not making fun of masks, so I don't get butt hurt. But like, I I don't understand. I, I really don't understand. I don't get it. it. I don't understand. I don't know what happened I, to the NXT crowd that we all fell in love with. Yeah, I, it's it's damaging the product. It really is. Something has to be done about this. I feel like it exposed all the errors, or all the issues, I should say, that is wrong with NXT by getting rid of that crowd. Because think about it, when NXT was most successful, um, they had the Finn Balor theme song. Oh, yeah. yep. They had... Um, they had all the takeovers. Bobby Roode. Takeovers. Well, I'm talking about with the crowd. So they had um, they had Bobby Roode theme. They had um, Shinsuke theme. They had uh, Bauer theme. They had uh, all the different style chants that they did that was interactive with the crowd. They don't have that anymore. No, they don't. The element that made it fun to watch NXT. And it's gone. Like, what like, happened? The element that complemented the great in-ring product is now gone, and it's exposing some of the issues mm-hmm. that the show has. And I feel like now Great American Bash was intended to be a takeover style show, so it wasn't intended to have a fifteen-minute promo where no. you're building a storyline. It wasn't intended to, but I feel like NXT doesn't do that as often. They don't really have those segments. And it gets exposed because they have a very dull crowd when they do. You could see it with the the segment with Samoa Joe 
uh, Johnny Gargano and Karrion Cross. Yeah, you could see it. Like there was no, no reaction to that promo. It was. And then just, they have the fake crowd noise. Yeah. Like why? You have people there. Why you are you not letting there. them cheer? Why are you not letting them cheer? Why are you not using actual crowd noise? But instead, you got to use audio that sounds like it's from a video game. It literally sounds like that fake crowd noise that, like, <laughs> all, the, all the sports shows were doing, uh, sports shows, sporting events were doing for a while. And I was at, when I was going to Islander games before they really started selling out the arena, when they still had 1,400 people at the Coliseum. It sounded like static, very, very low. So if you can hear that there, I guarantee you that the big reason why it's killing the crowd, and they're not doing anything. Now, I don't know if they're muting the crowd in favor of that noise, which they could be. But when we were there at the games and we would hear this, it was annoying and it made me not want to talk, made me not want to cheer for the team. I don't know if it had a similar effect, but... If that's what, what what they're doing, and you can actually hear it in the building, it must be really annoying. Really, really I mean, annoying. We need to get Josh's opinion on this, too, when he comes back. Cause hey, Speedy, call Josh right now. We need to. We need to. Um, You know what? Why don't we actually, if we call Melissa, she'll pick up. And then we can tell her to put Josh on. But we can't do that. We can't make her do that. She's pregnant, unfortunately. No. Um, We can call... Millie. Millie would pick up the phone. <laughs> Millie would pick like up the phone. Like a dog has hands to pick up a phone. That dog has hands. That dog can pick up a phone, though. It's not it's impossible. Are you doubting a dog? <laughs> I never doubt Millie, okay? Millie has many, many... Yes, exactly, Speedy. Don't doubt yeah. Millie like that. She can pick up the phone. She can give it to Josh. You said that she has to pick up the phone with her hands. Why can't she use her mouth? <laughs> I demand an answer. Also, Speedy had a request for you this week, Alex. So he's going to have to tell you what he wants you to do. Okay, <laughs> no, Billy stays on. Who needs Josh speeding? <laughs> but really quick, let's, Sorry, get Josh. To, let's talk a little bit about MLW. And I, uh, I just want to uh, before we go to our before we go to break, uh, I was absolutely blown away with Alex Kane's debut. Uh, by far, I, he put a lot of time, a lot of work into that match. And you could see it when the when when with the crowd reaction, with his entrance, and how much he was, how much energy and fire and dedication he puts into these type of matches. Yeah, I mean he's come a long way. I'm very very happy happy to see him on MLW, and I hopefully hopefully very very soon I would like to see him compete against somebody his size like Calvin Tankman or King Mertix. Ooh, that would be good. Um, what did you think about the new LAX? The new LAX? Uh, I like the new LAX. I love it. Alex, who's in the new LAX? Who's the new leader? Conan? No, who, who's in it? Who did he bring in it? Who's in it? Who? Were they Alex, in it? Because I did not see that part. 
Okay. Um, it was Danny Limelight. Um, I know Danny Limelight is the other two people. I don't know their names. They're new to me. Um, but Danny Limelight is in it. He was in AEW. Um, he has oh. left AEW for now. Um, but he wants to be working in Japan Strong. That is according to Fightful. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a great opportunity for Danny Limelight. I'm very interested to see where he goes. Um, very interested to see what he does. Uh, I think he's going to be very successful, and I wish him a lot of luck. He's a good dude. I met him at uh, the Fan Fest. He was standing there talking to one of the girls who was running the event, and I, I said hi to him, and he, he was a really nice guy. So, uh, did you get any? Did you get to talk to him for a little bit? Or? Yeah, like five minutes at most. Because I was honestly, I was hot. Because the next thing for this MLW topic, uh, Gino Medina, he he performed pretty well too. I loved his match. I mean, his style is awesome. He's got he's got a certain element to the. Do you think he watched uh, England versus Italy? He yeah. had a roof for Italy. Come on, his name's Gino. Yeah, he had. To. <laughs> for sure. so, so, how do you think he celebrated? Come on. Oh, I don't know. Probably. No, you're obsessed with this guy. Come on, man. He probably has tequila. Who knows? Tequila's Mexican. That's not. eh. Same. Oh, wait, no, it's not. (laughs) You just said it's the same thing. It's not. Wine is Italian. But what did you think of the Bunkhouse Brawl match? Von Erichs, Marshall Von Erichs, and Ross Von Erichs, they defeated Kevin Koo and Kid Osborne. Did you see that match, Lyle? I did. I, I am a big fan of the Von Erichs. Um, I really am interested to see where they go long term. And I, I, I feel like they could become a top tag team in wrestling. But they got to get out of MLW for that. I would love to see them in AEW. Oh, yes. They need I would to love to see them in the Young Bucks. They have to. I, I would love it. But, um, yeah, it, they're, they're very talented. I'm a big fan of them. And then one of the other ma- – the, the, the last match I saw was the – where did it go? Oh, here it is. Calvin Tankman's match against Lee Morarity. Uh, Lee Moriarty? Yeah. Calvin Tankman is on another level, man. He is he's just been racking up wins in MLW and you're seeing it progress. You're seeing him pick up in these matches and take it to, to the next level. Very, I'm very interested to see where they go with him and uh what's what's the group that he's in right now? Injustice, yeah. I want to see where him and Injustice go, where that storyline fits, how it all turns out. Yeah, I, I think I think MLW is doing a great job on all facets of what they're doing. I think that I mean it was their first time back of live crowds and they sold out. Yeah, that. how many? Uh, what was the capacity? Do you know? No, I could look it up real quick. Let me see. Yeah, go for it. Um, MLW. Do you think that they're gonna have crowds back for a while now, or just for big shows? I think permanently. I hope so, because I hope so. A great company, and I would love to watch them have that kind of success. Yeah, they need they need that type of access. They haven't had that access for a while. Here's the full capacity. I think this might be it if I have the right thing. The full capacity was do I do they have the number? I'm looking for the number. Well, why don't you look it up and we can go to break. Come back from break, you can surprise everybody and tell them what the, the number is. 
and uh, leave a little bit of suspense. What was the capacity for MLW? Um, but yeah, well, we'll, let's go to break and we'll uh, come back and we'll absolutely. Where everybody wants to break, break when we videos. come back. We'll get the, the the numbers for the MLW Battle Riot three capacity sold out crowd. We'll get into Fighter Fest Night One, Malachi Black, and All Out. All here on Off the Map on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back. It, it is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio Network. Radio Network. Are you ready? Welcome back to Off the Mat with Alex Lowe's, Josh Silverberg, and Lyle Gillen. Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Off the Mat. My name's Alex Lowe's here again with Lyle Gillen. And here is the seating capacity for the 2300 arena, which I looked up. So since this whole building was sold out, it can hold a seating capacity. Wait, they were at the ECW arena? Yes. 1,400. You didn't call them? The ECW Arena, you call them 2300 Arena? I'm ashamed of you, Alex, as a wrestling fan. How dare you? <laughs> just... It's always the ECW Arena. <laughs> Alex. Okay, continue. Yeah, 1,400. That is basically the sold-out arena capacity. So that's a lot of people for a, a whole, uh, whole MLW event. So I'm glad that they were able to reach that type of atmosphere and get that atmosphere and be able to perform in front of live crowds again. But now it's time time to get into fighter uh, AEW All Out, which is officially sold out. The 2021 AEW All Out pay-per-view. Tickets went on sale to the general public. Uh, I think, what, what date was this? July 9th. And mo- it was sold out before most fans had the chance to get in for, for, for the queue. It appears somewhere between nine... nine 90% of the tickets sold out in the yeah. pre Most of them. Yeah, a lot of them did. And that's what is Wrestling Inc. is reporting in, in, in their article. So that's that's really good to see uh, AEW accomplish that with live crowds, to be back on the road again. I think it's working out for all these wrestling promotions to be able to have that atmosphere back, to be able to react to how the fans respond to certain things in certain matches. Um, it had only had 10,000 seats that arena. So it, it, like, it was definitely going to sell out. I, I didn't, I'm not expecting to sell out that quick, that's for sure. Um, I think they could sell out the All-State Arena, uh, which is about 18,000, probably closer to 20,000 for wrestling. Um, I would like to see them try that next year. I would like to see them sell out Amelie Arena if they come back to Tampa, if they go to Tampa down the road. If they end up coming to Tampa or somewhere in Orlando. If they go to Tampa, Josh and I would go down there and we could do a live show. Yeah, a live show reaction. That would be sick. I would love to do that if they go. That would would be awesome. If they did a pay-per-view, maybe we'd do a pre-show. But the live show after that would be after midnight. And I guarantee you, Josh and I would want to go to bed. Let's do something down there. That would be a lot of fun. Absolutely. And now uh, it's time to talk about AEW Dynamite Fighter Fest Night 1. We're going to preview that and give our predictions. And the first the first match on the card, if I can find it here. 
Yeah. One of them is Paul Anderson versus John Moxley for the IWGP. That's gonna be amazing. That's gonna be great. That's gonna be a that's gonna be a hundred percent five star match. But hundred percent, ninety nine point nine. Ninety nine point nine, yeah. But uh, John Moxley, I don't think he, I don't think he would drop the IWGP US title there. He could do it soon, but it, it's not going to be televised on AEW Dynamite when he does drop it. So for me, there's absolutely no reason to weaken one of your biggest stars by having him take a loss to someone outside the promotion. And that's somebody like Carl Anderson, who has wrestled in New Japan. Well, let's think about it this way. They are both contracted with New Japan, also. Mm -hmm. So if he loses that match... Yeah, he's losing somebody that's not contracted with AEW, but... That's what I mean, yeah. He's not signed with them. But he's would be losing it to somebody who is contracted with New Japan. Mm -hmm. So that is still the same company of company that owns the belt. So I could see it happening. I don't think it will. No. But I could picture it happening because now they're starting to come back and go to... Uh, uh, to the tag tournament again, the Good Brothers. They're going to be on Stroll. Mm -hmm. I'm very excited to watch them. And, um... It, to me, I, I, I still think it's going to be a good match. I think... Oh, it'll be great. I, 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 I turns, but, uh, Who's going to be challenging Mockley in the future on AEW? Has to be a big name to come over and challenge him. They have to do it eventually. Uh, I think a great person to challenge him to come over from New Japan uh, that we haven't seen on AEW yet? Okada. Like Okada or Tomoro Ishii? Tanahashi. Tanahashi too as well. That'd be great. That would, that would add some more... We got a go ace on Dynamite. Yeah, we need go a go ace on Dynamite. That, that would be so proud. Wait, hold on. You were not here. And also, by the way, I'm glad you're safe from the yeah, that, horrible... Uh, Category 5 Hurricane. <laughs> Category 5. They don't know that! Um, <laughs> uh, so, what, what, tell us about what happened, though. Like, you're okay, right? Yeah, everything's fine. It was just, it was on the coast, like the, uh, like the west coast near Clearwater. It wasn't near anywhere near me inland. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now I want to talk about this match as well. Matt Hardy versus Christian Cage. This is an old rivalry that dates back many, many years. 20 years? And, yeah, a long time. And it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see Christian Cage lock horns with Matt Hardy inside a, a, a AEW ring, inside a whole different promotion. Big Money Matt has had the upper hand on Cage for the for – the, past few weeks, mostly due to sneak attacks by HFO and Private Party. And this match is a golden opportunity for Christian to even up the score. While both of these competitors are closer to the end of their careers, the beginning Cage seems much more capable of putting on memorable singles matches. So while Hardy feels more effective in a tag team setting, I think it's best to just keep them in a one-on-one -on -one scenario. They will. Um, now, first off, I would like to say congratulations to the Hardy Compound on adding a baby girl to their um, family. Now, do you think there's a chance that Hardy could, take, could lose this match 
and then end up taking time off. Absolutely. How would you book that? Having a face beating a heel and having the heel take time off. I would have Private Party turn on Matt Hardy. Okay. Yeah. I would have I would have them go separate ways and put them back in the tag team spotlight where, where they were supposed to be in the beginning. That would be a perfect lead-in for Jeff Hardy to come in, and then that could lead to Private Party versus the Hardy Boys. Absolutely. That would work out perfectly. See? I, I don't know how long Jeff Hardy has left on his contract, so I really can't. I think, think it's it might be because I, I know he signed a new contract, but I don't know. They should be booking having me control both companies. I'll evenly distribute the talent. It's okay. No, no need to worry. Okay. Um, I would resurrect the dead Adam Cole. That man's been dead for years. Uh, it's a real shame that he died and. Pro wrestling can't see the great Adam Cole anymore. Ever since what, 2017? Yeah. Yeah. Can't believe he was poisoned. You don't remember that? I do remember that. I think it was Ring of Honor, so. It was on BTE. Before we move on, there's one other match on this card that I want to talk about. Ethan Page versus Darby Allen in a coffin a coffin match. Now, Wow, what do you think about this match? How do you think it's going to play out? What scenario do you see happening? Do you see a Scorpio Sky getting involved and costing Darby Allen the match? I think Scorpio Sky will attempt to get involved, and Sting will stop it. Now, I want to say kudos to AEW on this one. Well, one of the biggest complaints about them has been that they don't order their storyline matches correctly. big example of that is... Went to do a, do a pinnacle in uh, Inner Circle where they had uh, Blood and Guts, and then they went and had uh, Stadium Stampede, and now they're having this weird competition thing where they're all facing each other, where it should have been complete 180. And they did a good job at this with the Darby and Ethan storyline. They started off, had the tag match, then they had the uh, handicap match. Mm hmm. Now they're having the next step up. The coffin match. Coffin match. And I think they're doing a good job. Which everything they've done with Darby has been great. And I think Darby will definitely take the pin. Yeah, I think Darby Darby's not gonna win this match. Something's gonna cause No, him. I meant he's gonna take the pin on onto Oh, you mean he's gonna he's gonna yes, win. I misspoke, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Darby Allen would win the match, and I think he's. I think Didn't he. You just say he wasn't going to win. Because you, I, I misunderstood you. Okay. But I do, I do see him winning the match, and uh, maybe Sting will get involved too. Try to stop Scorpio Sky from causing any interference. We'll see. And then. The next thing now, the next thing I want to talk about is Malachi Black. He has revealed de- details behind his AEW debut, and the details are: once I found out that my contract was a tad different than usual, I just came up with this idea. We made it a thing to make it available to as limited people as possible because that's how you keep it under wraps. Security, Cody Rhodes, and a few others. It may have been five or six total people. It was all very last second. I feel like in modern day wrestling, 
There are a few moments to make a genuine surprise and get people to look your way. For me to sneak in, not be seen, dip and dive so they wouldn't see me, that took some skill. Do you agree with that statement? I 100% do. And the fact that he's going to come in and um, he's uh, he, he, what he did was he used lightning to come in. I think if he keeps that in the future, we're just talking about the lightning. Oh, the lightning adds so much to so much element, so much. There was no lightning. There wasn't? <laughs> I'm just scared of you. I small something. I think the lightning that you're uh you're sensing was the lightning that struck your house. Um <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not <laughs> <laughs> Um I was only messing with you because you uh did a one eighty on what I said before, so I wanted to screw you. Um but uh no, I, I think it was phenomenal. The, the announcers, everybody did a great job of selling that it was weather-related for why the lights went out. They did a great job. Everyone yeah, it, was convinced it was because of the weather. And then it came back on and it wasn't. And they did a good job. They said they acknowledged that it was, everyone knew or thought he was going to be called Tommy End. That's how I interpreted what they were doing. They acknowledged, this is Tommy End. But wait, no. The next time was, no, that can't be him. It's not what Tommy End looks like. It's not the Tommy End that used to be in PWG. No, it's and not. It's something it's, different. It's, it's what he just posted on Instagram today. It's the, that Malachi yeah, Black character. Yeah. I think they did a phenomenal job really making it mysterious on what is this Malachi Black man? What, what is he? What is this guy? I think they did a very good job of, of making us want to come back in the future and find out. Yeah, and he continues to say here, he said that this debut was one of the highlights of his career and one of his top three favorite moments. And he says it was the right move for me to make for me, my family, my career, the state of mind I I am in. It's just a really good company. I can't say good enough things about AEW. They have a bright future. Last night was top three, one of my favorite moments of my career. It was the accumulation of months and months and months, and having this big payoff was worth the pain, chaos, and perseverance. So what do you think about him having the black around his eye? I don't know if you saw the picture, but that was connected to what happened in WWE. He was continuing to sell that eye injury from from Murphy. Mm -hmm. What, What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think they're teasing something. They might be trying to get Buddy Murphy to come over to AEW. They might already have. They all. They might already have Buddy Murphy, and they just well, they can't because of the ninety day. Um, not compete. He they, he can't talk to them at all. Um, I hope that Buddy Murphy does not, um, come over. Um, not that I don't think he's good. He's very talented. I just think he would get lost in the shuffle even more because they don't need him. No. They don't need they don't need him anymore. Um I don't think they should sign him. I don't think they should sign Braun. I pray to the Lord. That is all holy. I hope they don't sign Braun. <laughs> I said it before. If Braun comes to AEW, I'm gonna sit down and have a serious conversation with myself. Maybe Josh too. Maybe Alex. If I should stop watching AEW because I hate him so much. I mean, like I, I think the thing around I, I mean, they have to add some element to that, how that happened, and put a story together for that. And I think eventually they will, and maybe in, maybe in the next week or so, 
hopefully they'll find some way to add it. Maybe they'll say Arn Anderson cut his eye open or Cody Rhodes like did hit him and hit him in the face with the belt or blind. No, I think they're, they're. I don't think they're ever gonna say what happened with his eye. They're gonna flat out hint that it was or infer that it was what happened in WWE when uh, Murphy took him and slammed his head slammed his head into the corner of the chair. Yeah. I think that's where they're going to be going. Um, I don't know how long it's going to be showing that, but they're definitely going to sell it. Or he is, I should say. Mm-hmm. And then he also had a statement on his contract. Once he found out that his contract was a tad different, he came up with the idea. We made it a thing to make it available as to, as to limited people. And then he continues to say the uh, how the how he came up with the idea for the lights. If I can find that, uh, he says probably that Elsa. It, um, that would make sense if he did it because of Elsa. Yeah, that would make sense. I honestly, he might. Um, I did not hear the quote. I will be honest. Um, he says this all on his Twitch. Uh, but yeah. I I would suspect it was because of uh, Elsa and, and the weather around Tampa. Um, I know he just came up with the idea to do it during the uh, Cody match, which I thought was a great touch. It really made it feel like it was weather-related. Yeah. Because it went out and they apologized. I'm sorry. It had some bad weather around the Tampa area, or around the, around the Miami area in the last few days, um, and then happened again later on, and they said the same thing. But then you're starting to wonder, okay, but... What's going on here? A little bit longer this time. And then, boom. What comes on, he's there, and it was phenomenal. It was a great way to debut him. The fact that WWE screwed up and forgot to make his contract from a 30-day non-compete to a 90-day was amazingly hilarious. Not because that happened WWE, but it's just funny. It's a company that literally... Makes everybody serve their ninety day, and they forgot to do it. Yeah, I I mean, there's no other way to explain it other than his black was able to debut debut after being released from WWE on June second because there was a clerical error in his non compete clause. So that explains why he was able to leave WWE sooner than expected. Yeah. I am glad it happened. <laughs> and then Malachi Black was, he also said that he was being forced to turn down endorsement deals while with WWE. So this is an interesting article from Ringside News. And it says that. For the uh, record, Ringside News, as a disclaimer, they get all their news from someone else and they repurpose it and make it clickbait. So if there is an article, if there is a someone in there saying where they it originated from, we should give them credit. Absolutely. Because they uh, would take something from like Fightful and and then and then uh, right. But they uh, continuing with the the stuff about the endorsement. It said he got thrown around in a lot of endorsement stuff, but had to turn them down because WWE has a third party policy. Or no third-party party policy for some bizarre reason. After his release, he was now able to talk with all these people 
who had been wanting to work with him for so long and have cool conversation and get these endorsement deals that he has, that he, that he had been wanting for the longest time. So I have to get your thoughts on this. Um, what do you think about these endorsements? Does it, and uh, what did it really, did it help? Did it help Black's career? Did it help him get to AEW in your opinion? Um, I'm sorry. I kind of don't understand the question. Did, did him being forced to turn down the deals help him? Are you saying? Yeah. Did it being did it did it, did it all did, did it all work out for him in the end? Like I'm meaning. Yeah, was, it all worked out for him. Was it was it fifty fifty for him? It definitely all worked out as of now. We can't really tell until later on, but uh. No, we won't. We won't know until they get further into all yes. these. All the details and the stories. Now, now you I, have I, an interesting. You have an interesting story about a fan. Yes, I'm, we will talk about that fan when we come back from break. Yeah, I'm. Stay tuned. I'm very interested to see. Uh, I might rant. Side I, of the story of it. Like I, you, I might rant because, like, I, I, I'm just going to talk about exactly what happened. Um, it has been happening on social media regarding the fan that came into into the uh into the ring. So stay tuned, we're gonna have a wonderful conversation about that. Absolutely. That'll be all next when we come back here on Off the Mat on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back. It, it is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome to the Shield of Justice. I'm the Boogeyman, and I'm coming to get you! Oh, it's true! It's true! Now, welcome back to Off the Mat with Alex Lowe's, Josh Silverberg, and Lyle Gillen. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back on Off the Mat here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I'm Alex Lowe's. With me again is Lyle Gillen. And Lyle, hey, I just want to let you know, though, before we get to the story... And I'm really, 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 really sorry to interrupt you. Um, I alluded at it before that there was a request for you since you were not here last week. Mm-hmm. And you have, yep. you have to do it. You have to do it for me. You are now by required. You have to sing Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. That is... And we'll tell you why afterwards. But you have to do it. I don't even know the lyrics. What the hell? So, oh, no, you have Google right next to you. I'm prepared. Okay, man? You have Google right next to you. I know you've been looking stuff up. It was a number look one. Up. It was a number one song. You should be able to find lyrics for it pretty easily. Yes. <laughs> look up lyrics to wake up before you go go, and then just sing the way you think it would sound by looking at the lyrics. <laughs> no musical context whatsoever, because you apparently yeah, don't know the song just, well enough. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not required to do that. Yes, you oh, are. Yes, you yes, are. You are. No, you I'm have not. to do it. You have to do it. Come on, Alex. No. You have to do it. Nope. I'll sing a song next week if you do it. No, I don't even like that song, so I'm not going to do it. Okay, we'll, we'll tell you the story afterwards. You have to do it. Come on. We're not going to move on until you do it. Come on, Alex. So we're just going to take up the whole show. Yeah, we really are. Just sing the first three lines. But you have to sing it. God, what is the lyrics in this song? I don't even, can't even It's the number it. one song you should be able to find the lyrics. I'm not singing this just by reading the lyrics alone. Yeah, just do it. 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 Please, Alex. Come on. Let me go day. You have to do it. I'm just going to move on to the next topic. 
there's a fan who. So now there's a. Fan. Wait, hold on. You, you still have the lyrics popped up on your screen? No. Bring it back up again. Bring it back up. Nope. You got to bring it back up. You have to bring it back up. I don't even. I didn't even put it on the screen. But no, do it. Wait, hold on, Speedy. Do you have control of the feed? What do you want me to share him the lyrics? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Screen share it. We'll I'll sing it together. We'll, yeah. we'll do a duet. We'll do a duet. The ring at AEW Dynamite. We'll, we'll do a duet. I'll sing one paragraph. You sing the next. Come on. We'll, we'll do it together. Him. He said he did it for Jim Cornette. Alex, you are no fun. Josh would have broke out in the song. And for that, next week, Josh and Lyle duetting. Wake me up before you go, go. Okay. We are going to break out. hear about the fan who jumped the ring. Okay, let's talk about the fan, the psychotic human being. He went and he um, did it in the name of Jim Cornette. So Kenny Omega decided to come out and say, Jim Cornette should just kind of tone down what he says because there are crazy people who take what he says too serious. And he didn't tell him to go out there and attack Chris Jericho, but because of what he says and his hatred, his crazy fans... Mm -hmm. Believe it, and they do it and take it too seriously. I'm not even going to read the comments he said. Read the tweet if you found it. The fan come forward and identified himself as a... F yeah, yeah. No. His oh, no, 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 current not that features part. a bio... He, had, he made a tweet. It's like a B-word's leg. I'm going to try and find it. AEW uh, debut. By the I way, I found the lyrics. Real <laughs> oh, yeah, bring it up. You have the lyrics? Bring it up. Put it on the um, screen. Oh, here we go. You have to go, Alex. Come on. I'll do one line. You do the next. No. Yes. 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 No. You put the boom boom into my heart. Doo doo. <laughs> Come on, Alex. You said my soul sky high when your loving starts. Jitterbug into my brain. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Alex. That's really small. But something's bugging in you, Alex. Can't even see that. <laughs> Alex is no fun. He is now deemed <laughs> Mr. Killjoy for all of eternity. He is no, not a Come on, Alex. Even I sang a lot. <laughs> Come on, Alex. Sing a little bit. I, I sang three lines. I'm Kill Bill Joy. Now you have to sing Something Ain't Right all the way down up until the last line of I Was Dreaming. Do it! I'm tone deaf and I'm Come on, dead. Alex. Come on. No. I'm just reading his tweet from the fan. I guarantee you everyone would rather hear us sing Wake Me Up Before You Go. I guarantee you the font of that tweet is, is sure only slightly bigger than the lyrics. <laughs> no, it is bigger. I said only slightly. Slightly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I think you're going to let your girlfriend down. I think she wants to hear you sing this. Come on, buddy. No. No, she doesn't want to hear you sing? Girls love that. Not my singing. My singing is horrendous. So is mine. I'm tone deaf. <laughs> Come on, Alex, come on. I just want to get on with this Okay, fine. We tried, Speedy. Come on, man. Buzzkill mania. That single segment of every single show. We're going to try and get Alex to sing another song. If you want to make a quest, go ahead and give us a I'm going to call it The segment will be called Buzzkill mania. No, Buzzkill slows. Buzzkill mania. Fine, like, okay. Like, like I'll do it. Mania. And we're gonna try and get Alex to do certain things. If he doesn't, he'll win a prize. If he doesn't, he's Buzz Killmania. That's what we're doing from now on. <laughs> I went into break, I'm texting texting Speedy. 
and we're talking about how we're going to try and get you to sing Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go. We were talking about it last week. We hyped up all our fans. You let them all down, Alex. You really are <laughs> Josh awkwardly sang it, so you can too. Come on. Okay. Talk about the tweet. We'll get you to sing it next week. Uh, so the tweet says, how did you like my AEW debut? I did this for all of us real wrestling fans. Wrestling is no longer a safe place for friends to dance around and play dress-up. Reality can hit at any time. Did they think it is going to be a effing playtime forever? Yeah, I don't understand what this guy is saying now. You can't, I don't. You can't deny this guy's a person with mental issues. But that is part of the reason why what Jim Cornette does is definitely an issue. A major yeah. issue that I think he, he does is, now, he's a very racist, sexist, homophobic human being. The way he talks about Sunny Kiss is horrible. And the way a lot of wrestling fans do. Now, the way he talks about her should definitely be dialed down. The way he talks about females should be dialed down. The way he talks about Japanese wrestlers should be dialed down. I don't think he has to dial down criticizing AEW. That I, I, that I don't care about. But when he does so in a sexist, racist homophobic manner, that is the issue I take offense with. Not calling Kenny Omega, Kenny Olivier, I don't give a crap about that. Um, not any of the little tiny snide remarks he makes, because he's just an old man who has no life, and is trying to make money off of YouTube views, and do that through AEW. Sorry, his views went down when he stopped talking about AEW after the second double or nothing during the pandemic. Stadium Stampede with the Elite versus Inner Circle. He stopped talking to them for a little bit and his ratings went down. Mm-hmm. Because people want to watch that. That is the only thing he cares about. He does it for that. So which is why I really don't care about it. Does he maybe believe some of it? Yeah, but he's only doing it to the extent he does. When it comes to AEW, because he knows that's what's going to get people talking. He wants people to talk. Now, I don't know what your opinion is on the whole matter, and I would love to hear it. Uh, I'm just going to go by what this fan said in the comments of this article. And, and he, he's right. I mean, you, they, need to up, they need to up their game with security, AEW, so things like this don't happen again, because... He could have had weapons. He could have done. He could have had anything. Like they have to have uh, better measures of security, so things like that do not happen well, again. That's on the arena, and and I'm gonna be fair. It's not a negative AEW thing that happened. No, it happens all the time in sports. It happens all the time in wrestling in general. It happens happened in WWE. The Hall of Fame the guy ran in and punched Bret Hart. It happens, man. Um, Exactly like this, it's exactly what this fan said. In reality, there are sick people out there who take what they say seriously and will resort to violence. Maybe it's time to dial it back before one of Cornette's fans injures themselves or others because they think Cornette condones it. Maybe that wasn't, but that was essentially the gist of what Kenny said. Um, you have have the tweet there? Uh, no, I don't. Uh, I have it on my phone. Um, let me grab okay. It is finally time to assume some responsibility and dial down the have evolved from parroting your comments to actually acting out in attempted, in parentheses, violence. Mm-hmm. Which, 
He's right. He yeah, is he right. Is. Kenny is right to a degree. Now, can we blame Cornette 100%? No. No. It's like 75% of the fans and a quarter um, Cornette. Cornette needs to take responsibility for the part that is his and correct that. I don't fully blame Cornette at all. No. Mm-hmm. no. But he, he does rile up those fans and make them hate them more and more and more. Now, I'm hoping there is that copycat because those fans are crazy. Yeah. And something needs to be done about that. I mean, if anything, Chris Jericho should have jabbed him in the face a little bit. I think he did punch, punch him, but yeah, he didn't get a good shot in. If, any, if I was Jericho, I would have been stomping a mud hole in that guy. Okay, good old JR. Stomping a mud hole in him. Go watch your WWE Dynamite. <laughs> but now I want to talk about uh, what I've been teasing on Instagram. And the interview, This I teased an interview from Wait, a... Hold on. Speedy, can we get a drum roll? Is yeah, we can drum roll. Do some drum roll, Speedy, Speedy! <laughs> yeah. So we're going to talk about CM Punk and... That was great. That was good talk about CM Punk a bit and if he'll ever return to wrestling. And so I was watching this interview that I, I, I that I posted on my Instagram story earlier and this has a lot to do with CM Punk and there's an article from Sports Kita that says will CM Punk ever return to wrestling. And I I really don't see CM Punk coming back to wrestling unless it's the right motivation, the right time and place and the right money for it. And I think the way they would have to do that is to keep selling out arenas. AEW needs to keep selling out all across the United States. If CM Punk sees more of that, maybe he will consider coming back. CM Punk will never come back. Let's get that straight first off. Now, Dave Meltzer reported that somebody bigger than Andrade may debut, may debut at the New York City show at Arthur Ashe Stadium. And, you know, when it comes down to it and you really think about it, you can take CM Punk out of the equation. It's not happening. If he was going to join AEW, it would have happened at the first all-out in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Not happening, period. I think the only two that are bigger than Tessa are Andrade. That are bigger than Andrade is Tessa and Daniel Bryan. Only two out there, I think, it could be. Now, there was a rumor that Tessa already did sign with AEW. And she has been very active in the ring again. So maybe it is her. That's making me think it's her. Um, it w- now, it could be a little hypocritical because AEW has said they would not sign anybody that is racist. There are a lot of reports that, of what a lot, a lot of alleged situations that happened where Tessa has made some racist remarks to- towards some other wrestlers in Japan. And it wasn't Japanese wrestlers. It was other, um, other wrestlers. And... Uh, I would agree that would be a little hypocritical if they banned Hulk Hogan for being racist. So I would love your opinion if you uh, on who you think it is and do you think that it could be uh, a little hypocritical if they bring in Tessa? I mean, I, th- I, it would be, but maybe somewhere in the middle, maybe a mix. I'm, I, I don't really, I don't really know part partly to say, but. 
if AEW wants to put it past that, put it, put all that in the past and forget about it, then maybe, maybe let bygones be bygones. Maybe they'll allow Tessa in. Well, it's, but, it's not up to her. I mean, well, it's not up to AEW if they let bygones be bygones. Um, it's more of she has a tainted reputation. So I don't know. Uh, it's very interesting. Very interesting to see where it goes. Um, now we have a few minutes left. Alex, mm-hmm. what is your finishing move? So we have a big update on John Cena's WWE return, and the report is he uh, the mo- the movie thing is not a hurdle. He he's he had been filming for a movie, and this is from Dave Meltzer. This is what I was told today. The movie thing is not a hurdle, and whatever it is, I don't know exactly what it is. But the belief it is it, the belief is it's all going down. So the match is happening. So there's going to they're saying there's a report that John Cena versus Roman Reigns is happening, and that the movie dates won't get in they they won't get in the middle of that. So this is supposed to happen at SummerSlam this year. That would be really interesting. Um, I think that would be a great moment having Cena versus Roman. Um, I would love to watch that. Well, anyway, my finishing move, it's probably my biggest pet peeve today in wrestling. And it's mainly coming from one particular fan base where they attack AEW for having all eight, all WWE guys. Where since the pandemic, since AEW started, they have, WWE has released 98 wrestlers. Released or their contract ended, AEW has only signed 14 of them. Mm-hmm. 14, that's a really small amount. And throughout their entire roster, from everyone who, who had their influence on the show, uh, managers, uh, people that work backstage, wrestlers, everybody, 25 to 30% are people who have worked for WWE. The narrative that they are TNA 2.0 because they are signing a bunch of guys from WWE. Or that they are WCW 2.0 because they are signing a bunch of guys from WWE needs to end. They are signing guys who are great talent that are being that are leaving WWE. That is a major difference than what WCW and TNA did. TNA would sign anybody that was in WWE at one point. They would sign everybody. The biggest jobbers, they're not... AEW isn't signing the Mike Knox of WWE today. They're not doing that. They're not signing... Uh, they didn't sign Dustin Rhodes to Christian and immediately make him champion like no. like WCW did with Hogan. They're not doing that. They're no, they're not. These guys correctly. Even the legends that come in, they're coming in and they're being used correctly. Big Show and Mark Henry are coming in and they're working behind the scenes. Big Show is a commentator. This narrative is horrible and stupid, and it needs to end. I agree. I think th- there needs to be a new outlook on that. Things need to change with that sort of, uh, that sort of predict outlook on, on on announcers and people that are coming over from WWE, especially people who are retired and don't want to compete in the ring anymore. They want to do something different but add a new a new a new outlook a new journey on it so ladies and gentlemen 
Uh, this that this concludes this episode of Off the Mat. Uh, before I go, before we go, here's before how. We go, go. Yep. Before we go. <laughs> before we go, go, here's how you can uh download the w. Make sure to download the WWSRN app on Google Play and in the Apple App Store. It's absolutely free. You get all of our show articles, our show schedule. You get our live replays of all the different shows shows on the network. You get um article. You get all the different articles and pieces from all of the columnists and hosts on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And also, please check out the Ultimate WWSRN website, which is available in our in the Ultimate Twitter description. Click on that, and it will take you to the Ultimate website. We have a upcoming pay per view and show list. We have a, a special guest announcement page, and we have a show archive. So definitely, please check all of our stuff out and. For Alex Slows and Lyle Gillen, thank you, everybody, for tuning in tonight. And what do you have to say, Kenny Omega? I must beat you at you, so stay with me now if you know it. Goodbye, and good night. Thank you for listening to Off The Mat on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, your source for all things wrestling and sports entertainment. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.